You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hey, play listeners. The first place you should look for tickets is scorebig.com. That's where you save on every ticket every day. Scorebig is your ticket destination for all your favorite sports games, concerts, events, and shows with seating from the rafters to the front row. With savings averaging 40% off the box office price, they've made live entertainment more accessible for every fan. And buying tickets is easy. Just go to scorebig.com, find a game or show you want to attend, pick your preferred seating area, name a ticket price, and get an instant answer. That's it. Since 40% of tickets to events typically go unsold, Scorebig can offer the average customer naming a ticket price about $80 in savings. We're talking about playoff games, big-name concerts, even events that most people think are sold out often have hundreds or thousands of tickets available. And the savings aren't just for last-minute tickets. Save on tickets days, weeks, even months in advance. Go ahead and check it out right now, scorebig.com. Why pay full price when you can pay less with Scorebig? So next time you want tickets, think big, save big, and score big at scorebig.com. That's scorebig.com. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring around a star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You're in my house. I'm in the house of the Rosie O'Donnell. Now, I have to, before we begin speaking, which I'm sure I won't be saying anything, because <laughs> you and Lauren have completely bonded, and it's really fucking annoying since it's my show. Anyway. Oh, uh, sorry about that. No, it's all right. Lauren, stop talking to me. Yes, miss. Rosie is, first of all, do you remember the first time I met you? Probably in the early 80s, Yes, you guess. came over because Margaret Smith was staying with us. And, and were you with a cop person? Was there a cop person in that? Uh, was it Margaret, like the apartment? Uh, was it an apartment? Yeah, we were in an apartment, but I didn't. It was I was with Sharon. Oh, oh no. Oh, okay, when I first met Margaret Smith, yeah, I had never kissed a girl, right? And um, I remember thinking, well, she's gay. Maybe I should try to kiss her, right? Because <laughs> I was very young. Right. I was like twenty-two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe twenty-one. And um, it's a safer bet. Yeah. Alternative. Well, I knew I was in love with this girl in college. Um, Chris Salucci, and it was that sort of chaste, innocent right. kind of love where you scratch each other's back. Oh, I did that bed. too. And then you get so yeah, you get so excited uh, and ready, but you don't know what's and then happening. Nothing, right? Yeah. Well, because you don't even really get that. You know, for right. me in 19, 1980, the word "gay" wasn't even really used, except for you. Oh, that's so gay, but right, not right, in the right. way of gay now, right? So I don't know. It wasn't even something that. I thought about because the only people in the media, female, who were associated with it were spending lots of time denying it. Right. Right. Like Martina had to do a press press conversation. Right. wasn't gay. And Billie Jean. Billie Jean, yeah. Oh, right. So, you know, these are the images that stick in my head is if you even think you might be that, totally don't be that. Right. You know, and I think of all these kids today, like I was doing a gig in Provincetown last summer and I said, oh, it was Women's Week. So I said, oh, are you a couple to these young? They're like 19, 20 years old. I said, are you a couple? 
uh, yeah, I guess so. I said, oh, so you're a lesbian. Uh-uh, I'm not a lesbian. I said, what? Yeah. She said, no, I'm queer. I go, first of all, you're welcome. And, <laughs> and second of all, you don't get to change the name, okay? Right. right. It's just unbelievable because... The concept that you could be number right. one that age and able to to claim it when you don't even really live or own it yet. Right. Maybe you never will. I remember when the um, Supreme Court decision came down and I had been in therapy and I walked out to the, you know, this is in suburban New York. And I go to through the parking lot and there are two teenage girls holding hands, you know, not particularly dykey looking, not particularly just Average looking, you couldn't gender identify them, just two girls holding right. hands, right. walking through the parking lot. And I'm so overwhelmed with the Supreme Court thing, and, right. and I'm, you know, 50 years old or something, and I'm, I go, excuse me, and they're like looking at me, yeah. I go, um, hi, I just wanted to say that, are you guys a, a couple? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, it's so amazing. Like, what, are you in high school? Do you go to public high school here? Because there's a high school at the street. Right. Yeah. They go, yeah, I'm in 11th. She's a senior. And then one goes, Lucy, get behind me. Like I was some sort of trial predator <laughs> or something. Because I started saying, oh, well, you know, I'm gay. Right, and they're right. like, so? Like, I was trying to explain to them right. like, how, how special How do they even not is. know who you were? That yeah. age kids don't. What? Really? Yeah, there's like there's clusters of ages that have absolutely no recognition of me, which is fine because, as you know, it's cyclical. And right, it right, 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 right. But I was with Chelsea, who's 17, in L.A. for a week uh, this last spring break, mm-hmm. and we were at Santa Monica, so we spent almost every day at the Santa Monica Promenade. Yeah, I and love that place. I do, too. There are a lot of homeless people. Right. So while we were walking through there, the only people who recognized me for the entire week. Were the homeless people? Right. And so my daughter finally said to me, without any guile, without any attitude, how does it feel, Mom, that you're now in a phase where you're only recognized by homeless people? <gasps> and I thought, I wonder if that is a fame phase. Right, right, right. right? right. You get through to a phase where... Right. And it's because I think that people who have diminished mental capacity or challenged men- mental capacity can identify specific emotions associated. Like right. it's like the, I make eye contact and right away, are you Rosie O'Donnell? Right. Uh, right away. Wow. Whereas other people kind of look and you know, not so much. I can pretty much go right. lots of places. Really? Now. Yes. You know who, who recognizes me now? Who? You know, I used to do, well, you put me on VH1. Right. And, um, I remember Ray Romano didn't want to follow me. Right. And you're like, all right, go to get a good one after. <laughs> And he was writing a, lo- a love poem to his wife for their anniversary. I was like, vomit. Anyway, that and like Caroline, and then I did the improv, but then I was on Comedy Central all the time. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first I you know, women that. and I was on Tough Crowd. I was like the only female regular. So all those kids that grew up with that, who are now like in their late 20s, right? they recognize me. Well, for me, it's older because, you mm-hmm. know, you have to realize like I left my show in 2002. So that's a long time ago, right? I can't so, believe it's like yesterday. I know it's thirty-year-olds and older, and mm-hmm. then now it's teenagers from the Fosters. Oh, oh so right, yeah, 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 yeah. I was in the movie theater seeing Pitch Perfect two days ago, which I forgot I did a cameo in. Right while I was on the view. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I just forgot. Just like I went to see Hedwig in the movie theater, right. and all of a sudden I'm on it. I go, oh, yeah, I did that. I forgot. <laughs> But I'm watching it, and it's a full theater, and I'm with my two kids, my 12- and 15-year-old. And I come on, and I hear the row behind me go, that's the lady from the Fosters, when I'm appearing on the view. I love how they call you a lady. That's the lady from the Fosters. You're a lady. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's a lady. 
<laughs> how about how Tony Orlando's a Republican now? Didn't know that. All right. I was talking about this with Lauren in the car. But she probably doesn't know Tony Orlando. You're now you have to say he now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Are we going by he now? We've always been going by he. Yeah, okay. we go by he. But, okay. like, it, here's the problem. But like, Rosie, Ben. You can call me she anytime. Why the fuck can she call you she and because I can't? She's nice to me. <laughs> oh, shut up. No, Ben now. Ben, you know, my yes, Ben. Yes. Taller than me. Which is wild. Yeah, 13. Anyway, so. He now, you know, they all know Lauren. They don't. Every time he has a friend over, that's a that's a guy. That's a dude. Right. Yeah, that's a dude. Right. And how about that? It doesn't throw them. Like they don't give a shit. Okay, so the the it's like whatever. There's a brand new documentary of a couple months ago. Matthew Shepard's best friend did right. it, and his parents were touring to promote it. And so I was watching it in my room with my 12 year old. And about 20 minutes in, she pauses it and she says, "Do you mean to tell me they killed him?" Just because he's gay, mm-hmm. she couldn't process. That. I know because in her world, in her twelve years of reality, why would anybody kill anyone because they're gay? Right. That that's kind of how I felt when I learned that people were mean to black people just because they were black. Hmm. I remember being like, "Wait a minute, yeah, why are they worse?" It's unbelievable. The racism in this country is unbelievable. Did you hear about Google Map? No. So if you put in the N-words house, it's the White House. (gasps) Are you kidding me? No, they just did it. They're fixing it. No. Yep. So someone at Google Maps? I don't know. Somebody, in other words, the aggregate of what people Googled looking for that made people put that uh, I don't ridiculous. know someone did it they someone did, did it oh huh? you think they did it on purpose yes. who's, who's, Absolutely. who's they the idiots that think that that's the title of that house oh well no I think so, someone yeah up, that's how you get to number one. Oh, sorry yeah no don't be sorry no I just okay I was just this is like a kill me now moment because mm-hmm. it's called kill me now because I'm as you know I'm always yeah like the best thing I'll never forget you know, you know, I can't get buy shoes anywhere, and now it's Believe getting worse. Believe me, I know. I've tried to get you shoes, and it was not easy. <laughs> so one day I go to work. We're in a meeting at the Rosie Show, and I'm like practically crying. And and Rose like, what, what's the problem? And I said, I bought all these new shoes yesterday. <laughs> like crying, crying. I bought all like three pairs of new shoes, and I left the boxes by the door, and the queen threw them out. out. Now, we're like 20 minutes to live TV, and Judy's sobbing. <laughs> because it's so hard for me to buy shoes. And then there was no internet to go right, buy shit. exactly. And I, they were like $300. I mean, like, if you can't. Hey, the cleaning lady threw out the Like, shoes. just took the boxes out. No. And threw them. Yes. The box. I and remember then, that. Didn't we get you a lot yeah, of shoes and, and then set it on the air me, or something? Yeah, Rosie said I don't remember. We did something really about it. But it, I was, I remember... Having the staff that we had where everybody was so close and right. everybody was friendly with each other and it was a fun environment. Oh my God. I had the best time. It, it was seemed like a really fun environment. Yeah. I think, and you can tell on a show you if can. people are having right, fun right, behind right, right. the scenes. What it, what happens behind the scenes comes through. Right. No, whether you wanted to or not, yeah. you know? Yeah, we did those Christmas. Remember we did the Christmas and we'd all dance and sing right. and Jerry Mitchell would come in. Exactly. Right. But when people were upset or when people were having a problem or an issue it really permeated everyone oh right right yeah you know yeah we were whether it was a baby or somebody was having a drug issue right it's kind of more like a theatrical cast exactly that's what it felt like and we did broadway all the time i know to be my favorite the the best experience the mammogram 
the mammogram Broadway song. The Chicago mammogram. Oh, Carrie Butler, who I'm in a show with who right I now, love. has not had a mammogram. And is I, she 40? Yes, over. Oh, I oh. didn't know that. Sorry. Oh, Sorry she's sorry. so young looking. I always I know, imagine I, I was know. 28. But. but I went to get my mammogram. Um, I have dense breasts, if anyone wants to touch them. And, uh, <laughs> Do you have to get the concave plates? Yeah, I do the whole thing. Every time I go in, they're like, oh, my God, you're so tall. I'm like, you said it fucking six months ago. Shut the fuck up. Get a new line. Anyway, so they have the new one. There's a new 3D one for people with really dense breasts. Yes, but that often comes back with false positives, as it did for me. And then I had to get yet another biopsy. I've had like six biopsies. None of them have ever been anything. But because my mother died of breast cancer... You know, I'm on the hyper alert right, right. for breast cancer, and in the meantime, paid no attention to heart health and ended up almost dying of a heart attack. Right. Oh, which so, we're going to be talking about in just a second. But, Carrie, I, ha- I made a video. To get her to the, go? With the, I said, please tell my friend to... And I Is don't she want, afraid? Yeah, I don't want ra- extra radiation uh, in my body. I don't want... I just want her to get... All right. Yeah. So she's going to have to have extra radiation in her body if they find a. That's what I said. What's the uh, what's the alternative? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> good one, good one. What was that? Right. Whose voice? I don't know who that, that is. It's like just, Bosley uh, yeah. almost from Charlie. So um, first of all, I yeah. love your mezuzah. Thank you. Did you put that up or was it? I the, have a mezuzah in every house. I know. I love that. I put it up. Yes. I love it. And I, when I went to, when in the I, kitchen. Yeah. Are you an adopted Jew? Yes. Nice. She's well, so Jewy. I'm so Jewy. And I, I studied with a rabbi for a long time. Yeah. And you know, I, I um when I went to Israel, I bought like twenty mezuzahs. And do you uh, give them as housewarming gifts? I use I do. I actually figured how often I have a new house or move or buy how many mezuzahs you have left? No, that that Mizuzot. I I would Mizuzot. keep them for myself. Right. I don't, you know. <laughs> but they're all beautiful. Like that oh, one is gorgeous. Kind of, right. So I I bought them when I was there. I went to Israel. In um, 2005, I believe, right. or six. Have you been back time. since? No, I only went once and went to the Wailing Wall. And did was, you cry? Yes, I, the whole place vibrates with an energy that I have not felt elsewhere. Now, mind you, I haven't been to the places like uh, Sedona, where right. people say you can feel that as well. Right. But in Israel, you know, which is the center of every major religion, as we all know, you feel that kind right. of vibration, this right. kind of, and and chaotic. Right. It's not like a peaceful, no. it's a chaotic. And, and I remember going to... Uh, overlook the the mount mount olive or something and there's a donkey two donkeys and two men one israeli and one palestinian mm. and you had to choose where to take the photo you could take a no fo- way yes and so i stood there and said this is emblematic of the entire conflict of this right. region and i'm like can i take one with both of you no no and there was fighting and no way yes and then i had you know they when you go there and you're a known person they give you a security right 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 my security guy goes you know miss o'donnell get in the car please miss o'donnell get in the car oh because my of course God. i don't know who i think i am right and, you know i, I, I that think you would I'm, actually want to take a picture with and you're a you know, woman no, no, that I wanted to not just take a picture. I wanted to have them peacefully. Peace, yes, right. I wanted to be Jimmy Carter. You wanted you would, to be Bob Marley. Well, Jimmy Carter more Sadat and Begin. Yeah, right. I wanted to go, come here, let's get together right, and shake right, hands right. at Camp David. Right? Yeah. It, it wasn't happening. But it's so... I have Palestinian and Lebanese friends. So like, I, I just... It's like... Uh, I don't know. It's so complicated. It's ridiculous. And now... You know, the Orthies, the really Orthy Orthy. Yeah. Who, this fucking pisses me off when they get on the plane to oh, go to Israel yes. and then they won't sit next to a woman. Yes. 
You know yes. what? Then get your own fucking guy plane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did it's- I ever tell you my story about that with my phone? No. Okay, it's a true story. I'm going to try to make it quick because it's long, and if it's boring, edit it out, okay? Because yeah. it might be too boring. So when I first left my show, all I did was paint, as you know, for mm-hmm. a few years, and I had a house next door to my house, and it right. had one phone, but it was at the time when house phones were being eliminated. Right, and yeah. so I had a cell phone, and nobody even knew the number. But one Friday... About 6 p.m., the phone rings. Hello, it's Lomo. Could I speak to Giddy? Like, you have the wrong number. Five seconds later, hello, it's Ira. Where's Giddy? I'm like, what is this, a B'nai Brick fundraiser? What the hell's going on? <laughs> and the guy goes, ah, oh, you're funny. Who is this? I go, this is Rose. From Temple? I said, no, not from Temple. <laughs> oh, well, I go, you have the wrong number. Click. Five seconds later, again, again, again. Finally, the phone rings. I go, what the hell is going on? She goes, this is Giddy. Who is this? <laughs> and I go, Giddy, your whole mishpuka called. Uh, Ira, Shlomo, uh, Pearl, and I'm naming it. She goes, how do you know my whole family? I said, I don't know your whole family. I'm telling you, I'm an artist. I'm in Nyack. I'm in my art studio. It's a phone number no one has, and seven of your family members have called within the last five minutes. That is because it's Shabbos. I said, I know it's Shabbos. You better get off the phone. It's almost dark. How do you know this? Are you a Jew? I'm not a Jew. Then how do you know Shabbos? I said, I know Shabbos because you're Mishpuka. Tell her. How do you know Mishpuka? I said, Listen, you're not a Jew. I'm not a Jew. You don't go to temple. No. My husband is the rabbi in Muncie. Oh, have... my God. Are you sh- I'm not kidding you. Muncie, we, that Muncie. is Jewy, Jew, 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 Jew times Jew. Infinity. I, I have 10 daughters. We've just moved tonight's our first Shabbat in this house. Everyone's calling to say Shabbat Shalom and uh, good Shabbos. I said, well, good Shabbos to you, Giddy. She goes, what? Can you hold on? I said, oh, Okay. Hang on. She goes, this is my sister, Pearl. I go, hi, Pearl. I spoke to you a few moments ago. <laughs> so now I'm on a three-way call with Pearl, Giddy, and me. Oh, my God. That's so hilarious. So then they say to me, what do you do? And I didn't want to say I used to have a TV show because it had ended. Right. And, right, and right. I'm also thinking Orthodox Jews are not really going to watch the right. show. So I said, I'm a writer because I had just had the book. My first right, right, book right. come out. So she goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm a writer. You mean if I walk into a store and I say... Give me a book, my Rose. They will hand me a book. I can buy it. Barnes and Noble. I said, yes, they will. I can't believe. Pearl, can you believe this? I can't believe. I said, yes. I go, why don't you go tomorrow? And I can't go tomorrow. It's Shabbos. Oh, you're right. You can't. So she go, I go, listen, you better hang up. Because uh, I, I, I told her I had four children. They right. were all adopted. I didn't tell her I was gay. But And I, I go, listen, why don't you do me a favor? Buy the book and read the book and call me back in a couple days. She, I go, I know you know the number. She says, I do. <laughs> Hangs up. I don't hear from her. I don't hear from her for like a week. I'm starting right. to get sourced. I'm like, right. what the hell's happened to Giddy? Finally, I pick up the phone, rings. I go, Giddy. She goes, how'd you know it was me? I said, no one has this number. She says, Rose, I went to the store. I read your book. And do you know what I think? I said, what do you think? She goes, I think you're a Jew. I said, you do? She said, your whole book is about the Bashir. Don't you know? I go, yes, I do know Bashir. So we're supposed to meet. She's bringing three of her daughters. We're going to have a kosher meal in Nyack. Right. She disappears. (gasps) I go on Good Morning America or something. It's three three months later, and I say, 
If anybody knows Gideon Pearl from yeah. Muncie, who's married to a rabbi, could you yeah. please have her call me? Because I've been very worried, and I don't right. know if something happened. And that day she says, ah, four people called to tell me you talk about me. My mother died, and because I'm the wife of a rabbi, I have a year of... Right, 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 yeah, yeah, it's right. not even shiva. Oh, right. It's some special yes, orthodox yes, yes. where she said if I went to a wedding, I had to go early in black and say right. hello and then leave. Leave, they can't hear music. Right, it's a special yeah. kind of yearly right. thing. So we never ended up getting together. But about five Five months later, I've been Target here in the Nyack Mall, and there's so many Orthodox Jews there with, you know, the wigs and the Amish right. clothes, and there's two little baby girls. And they're they're chassidim, yeah. Right. Uh, they're sitting in the stroller. One's looking at me, probably about three, and the other one's five, and the mother, you know, I'm kind of making the kids laugh a little bit, and usually... Those children are so isolated right. and insular that they, you can't even right. like. Not it's allowed a, to look at you. Right, but it's a challenge for me. Right, right. right. Just like trying to get the Israeli and the Palestinian. Right, right, right. When I see Orthodox or Hasidic Jews, I always try to say hello. How right. are you? And very, meet very Most often people. Yes. Right. So uh, she finally says, you're very good with my children. Thank you. My name is Esther. I said, hi, Esther. She said, these are my children, Giddy and Pearl. No way. And I'm right. That and is like, the share to share. No way. Yes. It wasn't them. It wasn't related, but I got what is the chances. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Okay, now can I do, do, I do a juice story? Do you juice story? So, um, I go, uh, the kids got lice. Ugh. So I call this lice advice place. Which they and, have. Yeah. Lice advice. That's a great Yeah, lice advice. Rice. And 80 Hurwitz And they comes still her. fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes real nice. <laughs> and have a banana slice. Yeah. Go. So she comes to my house mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm with Sharon and the kids are small and I'm like, she's going to freak because she's like Orthy Orthman. Right. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and she, they pick the lice out of the kid's hair, you know, by and they put mayonnaise in. They won't use any toxins. And she's like got this thriving. find this person? Uh, someone like suggested lice advice. They're, oh. uh, they all that's what they do. So she comes in and then she has to come back. And uh, we ended up. You know, yeah, I called the, first of all, when I called, it was the husband. He's like, Eliza, you know, you know how they have, like the thing about the really orthy, like they could be 25 years old and they talk like they're a 90 year old. Yeah. You're like, hi, how are you? My back and my neck and my head. And I'm like, you're 25. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and the ones who grow up secular and then become. Or yeah. even worse. Well, the you know, that's the zeal of the newly converted. Right. Oh, Watch yeah. out. It's right. like, I always think when someone comes out as a gay person now, they're going to get the Hey, I'm Gay right. Award. Right. Right. Yeah. For the first, like the, yeah. the newly converted, whatever it is that, that is your new thing, you right. tend to overly preach right. it. I feel like so, that's what I'm doing with the trans thing. Seriously? I'm, okay. I didn't fucking finish a, a, the balance. Sorry, boss. Because, I'm, I'm sorry, wait, so let her finish her life story, but then I want to get back to you. Go. No, it's a he. I, I said you. I didn't use its pronoun. Oh, all right. I said no, I, I, my story is going to be so boring. And no, like, because life advice. So you get. So anyway, friends. so anyway, so eighty comes in, and we start talking, and she's like, and I said, look, we're, you know, and I tell her everything. You say we're lesbian. Yeah, and we're kosher. So she even, I go, we're kosher. We have Shabbat every Friday, you know, right? And so 
she ends up talking to me about how she knows a lot of the kids in the yeshiva are gay oh. and that they can't say anything. Mm. And she said, I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I'd ever, you know, disown my child for that. Thank like, God for her. Right. She said, I can't imagine like letting go of your child, you know? And so we talked and eventually you come to Shabbos. She wanted us all to come like the kosher lesbos to come to Shabbos. I've been to many Shabbos yes. with my uh, lesbian partners. Yeah. Of, you know, highly religious rabbis. Yeah. It's and, amazing, right? Yeah. And it's so there's fun. A, there's a beautiful documentary, Trembling Before God. Oh, my God. Oh. That is the best. Isn't yes. that amazing? So About Orthodox Jews in homosexuality and how hard it is. And half the documentary, half the people interviewed are done in silhouette. Right. Which is so sad yeah. because yeah. the only people who usually do that are pedophiles. Right. Right. Or gang members. What about the yes, rabbi, the rabbi who just got six and a half years because he had a camera in the mikvah, you know, yeah. where they, they take a bath. He should have got 60. I know. And he's like got a camera and the, you know, and they treat women like a fucking piss. Ooh. Yeah, they won't take your money at the camera store. Yeah, you have to put the money down. Yeah, they then, won't touch oh, you. Yeah. Then they th- now this new uh, Orthodox <laughs> pa- pa- newspaper is blocking. Uh, they fuzz out these women who are uh, CEOs and executives. You know, like they, they're it's not they're not equal. So even though they're you know in these high positions in Israel or whatever, they, they blur their, their face. They blur out their faces. Wow. You know, I mean, the, women, I, the, the plight of women around the world is uh, something that is underreported and, and under-discussed. Yeah. And as, you know, as horrific as everything that happens recently on the news in the United States with all of the racial inequality and, I believe, the righteous indignation oh. uh, of African-Americans right. and people of color, uh, you know, uh, um, women have that same... I totally agree. And I often wish that women had that righteous indignation to say, you passed a what law? Right. About uh, people who are getting abortions? Right. Uh, and that, that is fucking unbelievable. That I wish we would all gather. Right. The I way- don't, there's no rage anymore. I know. It's percolating. I think it's percolating. Yeah, but it's I think taking more too of these long. conversations are happening. Of course it's taking too long. And now they're so saying we're, we're, we're destroying the Christian, Christian... You know, we're, they, oh, they don't have any rights. Everybody's well, destroying shut the, the fuck Christian. Who's destroying the Christian? Well, Christians. they say that all this gay marriage and, and that, you know, that's what their new argument is, is that, you know, that's why they're passing all those laws in the states that, you know, you're you're discriminating against Christians beliefs. So we should not have to hire someone who is gay and we should not have to be forced to, you know, give them an apartment or a home. You know, who was ever forcing you anything? Well, I'm just saying they want, they want legal discrimination based on their religious beliefs. And did you hear about the Duggar boy, the oldest Duggar boy? What did he do? Uh, Molestation. (gasps) The father had to bring him, actually brought him to their pastor or something. It was just in the, he's, uh, yeah, he was um, the the oldest Duggar child, the one who's head of the family research council that is, hates the gays. Is a Duggar? Yeah, he's the head. You mean of- the, the Duggars on TV? We have nineteen kids right. hit the parade. We're in a cult. Those people, yes, those actual people, right. Their oldest son was just accused of molestation. Right, molestation. Okay, well, you know what? They're going to have to investigate that entire family because oh, it's yeah. random that that just appears out of nowhere. Right. So the father actually saw him coming out of a room. I don't know. Caught him and brought him. Reported. The father actually brought him to the pastor or whatever. But yeah, yeah. well, he, they he should bring him to the jail, not the prison, not the pastor. Mm-mm. 
Can you fucking believe well, that? He's he married. One of I don't his, know. Well, it had to be one of his siblings, right? I'll look that up right now. Listen, when, when you have uh, 20 children right. and two parents, it's like running a summer camp. Right. There's no way that you can keep a, a, a watchful eye on all of those children right. no, and keep them safe from predators, right. especially if, you know, the predator is in the house. Right. What Wait, a horrific story. Yep. Eldest. Yeah, and you know there. some of them are, are gay. They have to be statistically. Right. Yeah, no, they are. Oldest Duggar child. Ready? Oh, my God. The I can't even believe the it. The most are probably the uh, No, the bum, 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 bum. I just college. read it on it. Really? Oldest or, Duggar, a hole for himself. Can yep. I say it? Yes. They're so, and like. I've and, been really offline for the last while. Isn't it great? It's good. And it's mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Like, you know, I will like have somebody who posts pictures for me sometimes or, or on, on Instagram or I'll post an Instagram. Here it is. On the whole, I haven't been doing what I normally do because I'm often so angry at my children for doing it that I go, how can I yell at them for doing this at the kitchen table when I do it everywhere? Right. I don't, I have to take, I don't do it. I don't, I like no phone or I won't talk to you. But Ben hugged me a few weeks ago, and, and I feel something. And he's texting while he's hugging me. Oh, my God. That's I know. funny. All right, wait. You should tell Louis C.K. that for uh-uh. a, a part in that show. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay. Josh, was un- when he was underage, he was named in a police report as the alleged offender in a sexual abuse probe. To summarize quickly, Josh, who was likely 16 or 17 at the time of the incident, was going to be charged with sexual assault in the fourth degree in Arkansas, a sexual act with someone under 16 when he was brought to into the state police by his father, Jim Bob. Jim Bob said he caught Josh leaving a young girl's bedroom and learned something inappropriate happened. Was the young girl his sibling? I don't know. Given the Duggars' interesting rules of courtship, it could have been that the couple kissed without, without two feet on the floor in a phone book separating their... They don't, it's unclear what happened. Well, it's kind of a creepy, weird sort of... I love how we present the story of the Duggars without ever going into what right. their religious foundational beliefs are. Because right. that would change our appreciation of the show. You know, I had an interesting argument with my oldest son, who is about to be 20, and yes. it seems to be a constant state when boys right. are 20 and in college. As the flight attendant said to, on the flight I was on last week, um, if you have any questions, you can ask me or just ask any teenager near you because apparently they know everything. <laughs> I love like, that. That's what I go. She said it on the thing? On the PA. Oh, my God. That's I love right. her. I hate when, like, flight you know, attendants we were, are funnier than me. I know. If we were doing the show, I would have found out who that flight attendant was. And we would have booked yes, them. that's, that's exactly right. right. Right, Lori? There's no way I can accurately or adequately describe the intellectual and social differences of a child I raised 20 years yes. ago and a child I'm raising now. Right. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. My two-and-a-half-year-old is so extremely verbal that I had her tested for spectrum disorders. At the age of two, she was speaking in full sentences wow. and using words like indigo. Like, what's your favorite color? Indigo. Now, you know what it is? She has the iPad. Right. She can use it herself, and she plays learning games. Well, that's good. Well, it's good, but I believe we are developing a different kind of human being. Where right. Their frontal lobe is triggered, excited, and right. turned but on. There was just an article about that, about that in the United States, we start educating our kids at three, four years old, which is very bad because when they get to adolescence, they lose interest. Right. Mm-hmm. And that 
we should really start educating our kids at the age of seven and let them play outside and learn how to deal with other people. Interact. Yeah, doing interaction. and um, Well, that's the whole premise of the school my children went to, the Waldorf school. Right. The Rudolf Steiner school. Right, right, right. Right, where they have two hours of outdoor play every day. They make their own books. They learn how to compromise. They learn how to be in the team. Yeah, that's the way. Well, there is a trade-off in that, you know, my children were not as prepared for high school. I took them out at high school as other children who, and, and when we would have family Thanksgiving and their cousins were reading Harry Potter at eight and they couldn't read yet, right? Because they don't teach them to read right, until right, they're right. seven. Now, my baby is two and a half, can spell her name. Right. Can I can write mama. She knows what it says. Right. She can spell cat all from pushing the A into right, the... Right, 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 right. Right? But we had Sesame Street, one right. show... For a half an hour. She has Sesame Street on steroids any time she wants to ingest it. But also, like I always say in my act, you know, to these kids, you'll never know what it's like to get stoned and go to Tower Records and look through albums for four hours. And no one bothers you. And like they don't know what it's like to walk and not have constant. I feel like I have. I'm, I'm on the antidepressants. Good um, for you, honey. So I take a lot. That's okay. And, you don't take but, a lot. You take the exact size that your brain needs. Right. You can't say that you size two shoe is better right. or more than size. That's how big your feet are. Right. I take different ones. This is ones. how much oil your your right. brain need, is leaking. Right. And so, but I feel like I am more anxious since. This crap of constantly being connected and, oh, I have a thought. I have to put it in 140 characters. No, I don't. Right. I, I walk around with a notebook. I like right. to write. If I have to write an article, I hand write it and then I put it into the computer. It's just like I feel like so much is being lost on yes. this. And we're developing a society where Aspergian type behavior is, is accepted and almost the norm. Right. Mm-hmm. That my children would rather text their boyfriend and girlfriend than look them in the eye or have them over. Right. My, my daughter is 17 and I always say to her, why don't you invite your friends over? Why don't you? She's like, I'd rather text them. Yeah, right? I go in Ben's room. They're all on the phone together. But you, which brings up when you got mad at me last. Which was? So we're texting back and forth, and then you called, oh. and I didn't pick up. And you were like, oh, wait, what did you say? You said something like, uh, not acceptable. Really? Yeah, something <laughs> about like. Probably sounds like me. Yeah, something about Some, like, you can't like not pick up the phone if you're in the middle of chat. And I said, but oh, I think sorry, it was, I was out to dinner with the kids. Oh, I, I thought it was a kid crisis we were talking about. So maybe I had a mom. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Because that's know. usually when friends and yeah. I are talking and it's something about their kid or could you help me get a doctor right. for my. And I get the doctors because, right. you know, OCD and right. ADD and LMNOP. And I like mad furiously work to find right. the right person for this friend's kid. Right. And then they uh, don't. I'm like, hello? Hello? Right. Did you like, I got you four people. Right. Do you like, come on. I, every, is he better? Is everything okay? Right. Yeah. Now with the heart thing, yes. like I have a, I have a heart condition. Which, what is it called? I have superventricular tachycardia. It's just too big. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. And you know, my father dropped out of a heart attack. But how old was he? Uh, he had his first massive heart attack at fifth. Oh, wow. okay. So good then he for lived you. 24 more years. Um, and then uh, his both of his sisters died of heart attacks. And my mother had a heart attack a few years ago. And I have this electrical short, which I could go in and get fixed, but I don't really want to. Why not? It doesn't. 
is it a precursor to indicate some? No, sort no, no. She said it, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just an electrical short. I mean, it could get worse. But you know, I drink coffee and I take my Ritalin. So, and is that but I exercise? You know what affects it? Not enough sleep. Ah. Uh. And if I drank too much. Right. People underestimate the value of sleep in terms of your own yeah. health oh. in a major way. Even if you have to take a sleeping pill or right. sleeping aid, you don't ever get the kind of sleep that your body actually needs. Right. You know, when you uh, restart your computer every day, if you have too many programs open or, you know, every right. so often you have to restart. Right. And your body needs that time to charge and to restart. Well, I meditate. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. So I find that charging the computer is actually the the plug-in is sleeping and restarting your computer is the meditation right i don't have like do you do transcend yes see i can't afford a mantra so well i will give you your own and i can teach you how to do it and i've taught many people and well i know how to mindfully meditate that's well, the like tm a, i'll get i'll i'll do the whole will? tm thing with you yes no way and i you know i've been trying to do that okay. the woman you who teach i me i'll will teach you, you both learn? right when we're done okay but really yes. will you give me a mantra yes but i and, can't tell anyone right right but the mantra Mantra can be any word that you will choose and repeat over that means something to you. Now, mine is given to me by Nancy Cook de Herrera, right. who was with the Maharishi, who did it until she died in her late 90s recently. Right. She would only charge $240. What? Because so it's like 5000 This is why she broke away from right. the Maharishi's, um, mm-hmm. since his, after his death, the mm-hmm. industry of it. She felt it was against everything he believed. Right. So she taught it privately to, like, all of Rick Rudin, Rick, Rick what's that, the producer name, Lori? Rick Rudin? Rick. Uh, he produces everyone the amazing he makes all of his artists Mm -hmm. go to Nancy and to get Right, but she's died, but she's the one who did it with me and I was friendly with her so you you, you could just choose two words, I always tell people you can use Om Shanti, you can use any, like you know, you can use God and light. You can use whatever. You right. can pick a Sanskrit word if you right, want. Right. They do give you one, and I'm not saying that I'm as good as helping people, but the basic premise of how to do it and what to do is very easy to explain. I have a video on my uh, website of it. Here's how you do TM, people. <laughs> and you watch it. It's for four minutes, and you, you got the whole thing. And it's so worth it, even if you think you're not doing it right. Even right, if that's you the thing. thing. But it, I've been meditating for years and years, so I know how and to how, get... And how long do you do? Like 20 to 30 minutes. When? At a routine in the morning and at night? No, and I'll miss a day. And you know what? I share a dressing room with Carrie Butler. Mm-hmm. She will always... You didn't meditate today, did you? Mm. She totally knows. You know, too, mm-hmm. yeah. when I don't meditate. Well, it's like not restarting right, right, right. your computer. So you've got a lot of open files, and you can't find everything right, as right, quick. Right. Do you You're, do it first thing in the morning? I do it when I wake up. Yeah. And then I... I or when I was, you know, going into the city to work, I do it in the car ride. I right. love to do it when someone else is driving. Right. Because there's nobody in the car Right, with me. right, right. Whenever I go to or from the city, it's very, very easy and comforting to do. But, you know, I do it in the bathtub when uh, I don't have the baby. I don't fit in the bathtub. And mine you would. Really? Yeah. Best part about being rich, my bathroom. I got I know. I have one bathroom and I don't fit in the fucking bathtub. And that the only time I can take a bath is in a fucking hotel. Uh bubbles or no bubbles. Well, with the babies you gotta go no bubbles because of uh urinary tract infections. But we have color dots that you throw different these pellets in and oh, you yeah, can yeah. make the water all different colors. colors. And that is so cool. Yeah, so the baby after dinner, she's just finishing her dinner, goes, we take a bath now? What color do you want to make it? 
Oh. Right? And I say, I okay. she tries to press the water to make it that color? <laughs> no, she's not. She's, <laughs> but she's, she probably could. Wait, back to TMZ. Oh, TMZ. Yeah. Okay, so the basic, <laughs> the, the easiest way to, to describe it is, even if you close your eyes, you, that you can get... Every iPhone has a stopwatch on it, or you can download. Well, that's it. what I do. I have a timer. You I, can download the meditation yeah. timers if you want. So I do every gone. five minutes. Yes. Okay. So you put you put it on for twenty minutes and close your eyes. Now, no matter what happens, your only job is to not open your eyes for those twenty minutes. I don't care if you're, you know, your kid comes in screaming for right. twenty minutes. You cannot. Now, mind you, don't do anything unsafe. But and for twenty minutes, all you so do not while you're driving. Correct. Unless someone's driving you. All you do is think to yourself, I'm not going to think of anything. And right. then you say the words. So I'm going to use Om Shanti. So this is be me doing it. I'm closing my eyes. My timer is set. Om Shanti. Oh, my God. I have that Judy Gold interview tomorrow. That's a thought. And I put it. Oh, in I do that. I do that. I, I, so I learned how to do that. Right. You, you put it in a leaf. You watch that leaf fall off the right. tree. As you're thinking the thought, she's going to be here tomorrow. You have to acknowledge it and let it go. Then you, it lands in the stream. And then you watch that leaf in your mind go all the way down the stream. And by the time it's out of sight, that thought will be out of your mind. And you may have a split second of no thought. And then you're like, oh, my God, I had no thought. That's a thought. And down comes the leaf. The leaf goes. And now I'm watching the leaf go down the stream. And I'm letting the leaf go all the way down the stream until it's all the way out of thing. And then Om Shanti, I come back to my center. Do you say it out loud? No, to myself. Right. Om Shanti. I say it again. You repeat it? Yeah. Every, every, and not in a quick manner. And it's just whenever you breathe as deeply yeah, as you I can do. in and out. But you don't open your eyes. For the entire 20 minutes. I now, that. I have spoken to you guys for the last two minutes, and I haven't opened my eyes. Right. Right? Does that surprise you? You know. And Does it look weird to you? No. no I it's think hard it's to do. It's right. hard to do. But you also, do, but you also, did you know that your head, when you were doing going down the stream, your whole body was going yes. down the stream? Yes, I see it. Right. Right? I have to see it because, you know, thoughts don't control your life. You control right. your thoughts. thoughts. Facts are not feelings. Feelings are not facts, and they're not forever. Right. Feelings are not facts, and they're not forever. So if you believe your thought, you're going to suffer. Right. So my therapist, and I've been doing, I'm meditating for years, and now I'm really up to 30 minutes, you know. But my therapist, I have this new therapist I've been going to for like two years, a year and a half. And is it psychoanalysis or... Basic talk therapy. What uh, is it? It. She's a doctor, psychologist. Okay. Doesn't let. First of all, her first name is the same first name as my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but second, doesn't let me get away. You know, because I could charm. You're. I'm like. I, I could charm the yes. pants off and not get to what's really right. And that, she never that would be only a bad therapist would let you do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we both know, <laughs> we had a bad therapist experience. The same therapist. No. First of all, I've slept with nine people in my life, and okay. none of them were therapists. Okay. Um, no, it no, had nothing I, to do with sex. But we both saw a woman. No, who had, my ex oh, did. Ex. I got an. I got a recommendation from Judy in like yes, you know, 1996 from Sharon, and I went to this woman who you know was a, was good, but a little bit odd, and then a little bit inappropriate, and then we found out she had no license to practice in New York. You're kidding. <laughs> 
exactly. All right. So she now. So my therapist says to me because you know I think I'm really talented. You are, and I and I work. I have an amazing work ethic. I agree. And I don't have a sense of entitlement. Correct. And that's what she says is missing. That I. And then I just read this whole article. I read all the time, but you know, I read this whole article about if you, you know, how how girls. Now you didn't have this because your mom died so young, but our generation grew up have mothers who grew up in a patriarchal society. Yes. So if we are more successful than them and we break that pattern, it's sort of like we're abandoning them yes. and we're being disloyal to them. And rejecting of their belief system right. and who and they And so I have always felt that, but I've, you know, my guilt is like fucking debilitating and I, but I've always felt this thing, you know, uh, if I do that, then I, you know, I can't take care of my mother or whatever. So I now really want a mantra you know, I want, I am entitled and I am as good as entitled I, to what I'm entitled. Well, it's not even about entitled. No, I want you to just answer that. Cause you said it twice. Okay. Entitled to, to feel great about myself. That's very good. You know, to feel Proud. free, free. I'm free of anxiety and guilt, um, safe and loved. Right. And just happy yes. and stop. That yeah. is the daily work of every human, whether they're in touch with it or not. Right. And most people struggle or with what you're going through. Most artists, I would say. Right. Oh, yeah. do because, you know, the job of an artist is right. to be introspective. So, right. And so when I went through that really bad depression, yes. you know, one of my therapists said, you know, it's so hard for artists because most people who go through a clinical depression like that, they can't recall it, the feeling. Right. So, but artists, mm. you could go. I could go back there and know exactly how you could that. Put yourself in another depression. Well, listen, and, put on a Joni Mitchell album. Oh, please. This is the the architect and the uh, archaeologist of the deepest sadness right. a human can know. That she is has the greatest review. Oh my God, ever. she has. You know. Lit the caverns, the, the lamplights in the caverns of my soul. This mm -hmm. woman, wow. and she's, you know, she was ill. She's ill. Yeah. She broke or fell down, and, and um, you know, she's still in the hospital. And I've been, you know, it's been really hard. When my mother died, it was really devastating. And I tried to prepare myself to never have that much pain again. Right, right, right. And, and protect from, yourself. From that moment on, all I could think of is... I hope Joni Mitchell and Barbara Streisand never die. I know. That's, oh my God. Can I just, when Joan died oh, for me? Yes. Yes, it was I hard. Thought, it was hard for you. I never, I mean, as a little, since I can remember. Yeah. Oh my God, that's me. She's been, yeah. For a little Jewish girl, yep. misfit. Yep, I get it. Who had a fucking big mouth and didn't give a shit with it. And she was so kind to me too, like so giving, and that was that was a devastating, yeah. awful. I can understand. I think about you all the time in your like. I can't tell you how often I think about you, especially since I have kids, and I I always look at pictures when you post pictures of your mom. I every time I hear uh, bagpipes, I think of you, oh, yeah. and I just you know, and I have this. So, such a, a connection to my mother. Yes. And I, I it's like, I can't imagine, like, 
I don't know. I just it's it's been the defining thing in my life. Nora Ephron often said to me, "Are you ever going to get over that?" Right, right. And I was like, "I don't think so." Right. And why? Why should you? I don't know. I mean, I think that you know Nora, who I love and miss, and would have been, I think, seventy four yesterday. She um, was, you know, one of the most amazing people I've ever known, and she was as loving as you would want a fantasy mother to right, be. Right, right, right. But she was not... A great mother? No, she was not easy with emotions. Right, 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 right. If you watch even all of her work, you know, right. and even Heartburn, through the devastation of that, it, it's funny. Right? right. So it's almost like the shallow water. Now, the shallow end of the pool is just as refreshing as the deep end. Right. And in the deep end, you're much more likely to die. Right. And it takes a lot more... Right. And it's not to invalidate... Either, either one. Right. It's just to say, um, you know, I, I forgot now because of that sign. What I was, sorry, where I was going with Nora. But, he, but you know what? That she didn't. Em- yeah, it wasn't feelings and it, emotions. But you know, she wasn't like you know that kind of mother that you fantasize is going to right, grab right, you right, and hug right. You. Was your mother like that? Not really. I had the coldest mother. No, I know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, when you no, were young. No, like, never. never. I'd have never hugged my mother until I was a, an adult. She's never said, I love you. <gasps> Still? I make her say it now because uh, she's dying, right. essentially. I mean, she's really, you know. And I say, I love you. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, like, she, it's so hard for her. You know what's interesting that you just said that you can't imagine now? Like, I had to go through that loss at 10 years old. But now, all of my close friends our age are going through what you're going through. And, and I feel bad saying oh, it to no, you. No, I am so relieved that I can be here for all of you guys that I don't have mm. to do that. I'm, I don't have parents, right? So Jackie's mother, you know, got lost the other day and didn't uh, remember she had a GPS. Uh, and Lori's mother just got into yes, right? And your that. mother. And yeah. I have so many friends whose parents have begun... The, the journey end, right. towards the end, right? And how beautiful that you get to assist them and how painful it's debilitating. The way you said, I don't know how you survived. When I sometimes look at Lori and the pain she's in about her mom, I think, I don't know how she's going to live through this. Right. When it's I awful. think of Joni or Barbara Streisand dying, I think, I don't know how I'm going to survive. Right. That. Right. I know. Cause they're your, yeah. I know. Yeah. So my, my sister-in-law, my brother's uh, wife, her mother just got this, she passed out and then, and she got this diagnosis that she has three weeks to six months to live. Oh, dear Okay. God. And I call my sister-in-law and I said, how are Great. This is great. All the cousins are coming in. It's like a party for her life. And we don't know how much longer we have, but everyone's just coming in and we're just celebrating her life. And I know I shouldn't feel like this, but I feel ecstatic and happy. I know it's probably not normal, but... I I see her twice a day and I, you know, I know it. And it was like, you know, she goes, I'm sure it's going to be a shock. Yeah. But right now we're celebrating her life. I'm seeing all my cousins. I'm seeing all her friends. Right. Well, you know, Jeannie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have two best friends since I'm three, right? Jeannie and Jackie. And they're still my best friends. And Jeannie, uh, her husband died a year ago. (gasps) Yes. And they have a a nine year old and a 13 year old. How did he die? He had synovial sarcoma. He was diagnosed right at the same time Michelle was. Oh, God. And they both had a very rare, right, right, aggressive right. cancer. And uh, he he died. That's and, what she has. Uh, That's what my... my Synovial circle. Yes. Yes, it's a very... And, you know, 
Well, the way Jeannie and her family and kids and Dan chose to do his dying was the most beautiful thing I had ever witnessed in my life. That here was a child, my friend's baby, who I've known his whole life, at nine years old, the same age as me, getting to hug his father and tell him he loves him, talking about the cancer, talking about his dying. Mm-hmm. I could not believe the grace that descended upon this family during his his transition. Right. He made a book this big, full of everything that had to do with the house. Jeannie, every six months, the guy comes to clean the gutters. Uh. Here's the name. And he made a book and it ended up being like two, two telephone books from the old days delivered. You know, I don't know. It it was absolutely full of, of, of what you dream it could be. For me, death has always been terrifying Mm -hmm. and it's like waiting for the impending crash, but nobody gets out alive. Right. Oh, and God. so, yeah. And Where I was so, going, yeah. what's the deal? My what sister-in-law, she said it's easier because her mother's not afraid to die. Right. And my mother's afraid to die. Right. Damn, and, tough. you know, and I feel bad for that, for Cheryl Sandberg. I mean, that was yes. the, hus- the husband dying on the treadmill. Yes. Did he have a heart attack or he fell? They don't know. They don't know. He probably had a massive heart attack. You know, the kind of heart attack I had was the exact same kind that Martin Luther King's eldest daughter Yolanda had right. on her 50th birthday, and she was dead before she hit the floor. Oh wow. Okay, so I shouldn't be alive. So oh when I heard that he died, you know, um, I thought, well, what a horrible thing. But what I thought right away was Dan and Jeannie. Right, of course. Right? Three little children. They have little children. You know, like death, you know, they, they, it, it's indiscriminate, mm-hmm. it's random. And you have no, the illusion that you control any of it. Right. There are, you know, vegan, vegetarian, never had dairy, never my brother, had meat. My brother, dropped of a 99% heart block, never eats cheese, okay. triathlete. And I should be dead and I'm here and I'm not saying I'm a God's chosen, chosen person. I'm just saying, I look am, how random it is. Right. How random I that know. baby, you were telling me a brick falls on a baby. Right. What, how do we live? But right. where do we choose to focus? Right. What thoughts are you going to let determine your reality? Right. If the only thought you ingest is the crap that we are fed on American television, you are bound to suffer from anxiety mm. and depression. Right. Because the corporately owned media mm. no longer represents the public it right. serves. Absolutely. Hallelujah. 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 You are too funny. Okay. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Two shows on Sunday. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So you're doing stand-up again. I am. I started uh, after my heart attack. I called Sheila Nevins, an HBO documentary queen mm-hmm. of life, person I most admire I love in her. show business, the best person I've ever met in show business. I adore her um, beyond my mm-hmm. ability to even tell you. She um, 
I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say about that. Jesus. Oh, God, it's called menopause, menopause, and menopause. And oh, I called her. I, sorry. Look, Lori's coaching me. This yeah. is just like what happens to everyone's parents that I'm so upset right. it's happening to me. I okay. do crossword puzzles all the time. I Go just ahead. travel online just to keep See? myself yeah. real. I'm still going to die, you guys. does all the time. All right, I know. It's, there's no way. Linda McCarthy. Vegetarian breast cancer. Here we go. Thing is, um, I called Sheila and said, I had a heart attack. I'm in ICU. They said I should be dead. 30,000 women die of breast cancer. 300,000 die of this. I called Berger. I wanted to do a PSA with all the other women who had survived. She said she knew six, but none of them wanted to talk about it. Because, what? Yes, because it's considered a male disease and they couldn't get insurance and they don't want to work. And I was like, oh, okay. God. So I said, Sheila, what do we do? She goes, you make a documentary about it. I go, okay, how do you want to do it? She goes, medical documentaries are boring unless you make them funny. Can you do stand up about this? I said, I don't know. She goes, I think you can. I go, you do? She goes, yeah. And because she thought I could, I did. You, you could. I did. Right. All because you need is one person to believe in you. Now, do you feel. You need one person to believe in you. you think I Amen. could. Yes. Have an HBO special again. Yes. What kind of special would you want to do? I really would like, I mean, I love my, I mean, I'd love to do my standup. Now. You know, I love doing standup. Okay, but your standup about, like, for your whole life standup, like about the baby and the syringe and all of that stuff, or brand new Judy Gold at 50, talking about her depression. Brand new Judy Gold at 50. I okay. mean, I have, I go out, I still do sets, like, all. you know how I am. Right. They used to call Everybody me. does that. Yeah. Who, well, not everyone. They call me um, the leopard because I do spots all the time. You know, oh, like oh, you know, like Susie and Joy. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to. Every when I was on Margaret Cho's show um, in the nineties, and I they would all oh let's go out to dinner, and I'd be like oh I have a spot I'll meet you later, and they were all like yeah Margaret Smith used to make fun of me. But anyway, you know what? the other day I did my first time ever at Gotham Comedy Club for a charity for pit bulls. Yeah. my friend Pam yeah. actually, your friend. Uh, introduced me to this woman, Rebecca, uh-huh. and she's a comic. And so anyway, I went there. That is a gorgeous club. So great. It is in the middle of New York City. It's, it was like a, It's the best. Okay. I went in there. I did the set. I walked off. I said, book me. I wa-. It's like once you get back to doing it, oh, it's please. hard to resist. It's Yeah. So do you want to do a new set? You want to do like your one woman shows? What kind of HBO show do you want to do? I really... I am a stand-up, and whenever I, I go to the cellar, I go out, I notice the young kids come to watch me. Right. Um, and I never stopped doing, I, like, I am truly, like, that's, I, I can't it, You're wait. a road dog, but a city so, dog. Right. I was, I did go on the road. I can't deal with it anymore. And I really, uh, you know, I see all these, you know, Netflix specials and all this, and I think I have a lot to say, mm-hmm. you know, and from a, a really great perspective. Mm-hmm. And I, how much would it cost to shoot one? Do you know anyone who shot their own? Oh yeah. A lot of them do. Yeah, I guess I, it's I 50 to a hundred, right? To shoot it. Yeah. That's what it would take. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll produce your HBO special. I will produce a special for you. You have a hundred thousand dollar budget. It'll be Rosie O'Donnell presents Judy gold. You make a one hour show and you have a $100,000 budget. Oh, and if you, I know. And if you need help, with who you're going to choose or how you're going to shoot it. I want you to look at all the other specials that are on. I just watched D.L. Hughley's. It was fan-fucking-tastic. What you do, how you do it, what kind of club you feel best in. I did tiny little clubs. That's what I like. Like I grew up in. I played Caesars. I played Radio City. I'm not like Kevin Hart who played the garden. No, I don't like that. I'm so... Wait, can you imagine being able to play the garden? Have you ever stood... 
on the stage of the garden when it's full for a charity event or for a rock concert or anything. Mm. It is unreal. It is like surfing the biggest wave in Hawaii. Yes. You're Laird Hamilton. Right. While you're Kevin Hart does that. Gabriel Iglesias, Dane Cook. Louis. Louis. I talk to Louis about it all the time. I'm like, and he's yeah, like, nice I thought it was going to suck, and I love it. Listen, I the balls that it takes to do that, I would never do that. I'm, I'm like, I'm for Yeah, clamped. but you shouldn't be for clamped. What you should do is go, okay, now I have this. This is what I wanted. This is what I, right, and as make you it, said, and you said, am entitled it. to. Right, and just like Sheila. But you're not allowed to have a vague yeah. thought. And no, 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 no. Here's a vague thought. I'd like to do uh, uh, something on HBO. No, no. I want to do a stand-up special. I will do it. You have a $100,000 budget. Oh, my God. I love you. Can but I you don't you? have to. Yeah. You don't have to love me, honey. I Listen. loved you anyway. My point is this. We're, we're going to figure out who are we going to sell it to. We're going to go to Netflix, maybe. Going to go to Sheila. I don't know. $100,000. We, um, the cost for mine was a lot higher. Didn't have to be. Right. Could have done it myself. Right. <laughs> but love that I did it with Sheila because it had the heart part and documentary part that only. Right, right, right. right. But as far as a straight stand up, put on D.L. Hughley's latest. I thing. will. I watch all of the specials now on um, Netflix. Netflix. I. If if this technology was available when I was a child, I never would have left my home. I would have been a hoarder. I would have been I no, I am actually addicted to the consumption of art via the internet. Mm. I watched all of Frankie and Grace, mm-hmm. the Lily Top. Oh, is this great? In one day, the right. day it comes out. Last night I had dinner with Augustin Burroughs, not <gasps> name dropping, but I did. And he told oh, me about it for you. Thank you. I, I, I told him, he told me about a seven part documentary that I had never heard of called The Staircase. And last night, someone told me about that. I watched the entire thing. How was it? Fantastic. But I got home from dinner mm-hmm. at 1030 mm-hmm. and I stayed up and watched it till 340 in the morning. So I can't even wean right, myself right, off right. it. I couldn't talk myself into going to bed because I knew you were coming here today because it was there. That's right. how people feel about what, heroin? Or, right. That's what I feel about stand-up. That's what I, I feel about consuming right. quality art. When there's a show that's good, like Rectify is coming right. back soon, I keep checking, you know, that, oh, my God, The Bridge. I have the poster over there. It was two seasons on FX. The most brilliant acting and writing. I miss it. When they go away. Right. I, I do that too. That's like why my I, friends, like when I was a child, Carol Brady was my friend. We oh had my a God. date once a week to, for her we to We were just mother. talking about that. This brings me um, to something you wanted to ask, Rosie, that you reminded me of before the show. Is, are there any people that you are fans of their work, but oh, um, yeah. you can't separate their personality from their work? No, not their sense. So I, I was saying, you know, like... Woody Allen. Right. Of course. But that, never. Mm-hmm. That I said, you know, I off, I ne- like, I'll be in love with someone's work, and then I find out their political views. Give me a person, um, like Tony Orlando. Like I just found out he's a big Republican, and I was like, oh my god, he's such a part of my youth. Ugh, mm. but he's an older gentleman. So anyone but, that you actually interact with in your real life, because um, that's all that matters. Yes, because everything else is a movie. Mm. Right. Um, in your movie, you cast Tony Orlando. As like I know some you sort loved of good Tom. Guy. You loved Tom Cruise. I do, and I always will. Right. And then I hate his 
his stuff about antidepressants and women. I yes. just, I find him to be a product. Yes. Not a human being. Yes. You, you look at him with, uh, without compassion and with judgment. Now, only because of what he said. Listen, it's okay. Right. And I do that too. This is part of being human. Right. right? Um, but then I, there's people- I constantly have thoughts or dreams that one day he's going to call me up. And, uh, you know, I, I have a great story. Somebody told me this and it really changed my life. A, a woman's walking down the street and she falls down a hole. And she can't get out. She's screaming and nobody can hear her. And nobody can jump in because they can't get out. And all of a sudden she looks and somebody's jumping in. She's like, what the hell did you just do? You just jumped in here. We're never going to get out. We're going to die in here. What did you do this for? She said, oh, because I've been in here before. I'll show you the way out. Mm. And she takes them out. So I often Mm. have dreams and wishes and thoughts that Tom and I get to know each other in a more profound and intimate way because I have a pure love for him. But do you think he's capable of that? Every human alive is capable of that. It's whether or not he'll find it. Everyone makes choices every moment and every day. Right. Nobody knows what the future is. Your only job is now. That's it. Everything else is, you know, it's really all these stories, all these movies that we, all these thoughts that are filling up our heads, right? The the goal is to not have them. Right. And to just be. Just do. Right here. Yeah. And be. Right, right here. Right. Right now. Right Right here. this second. You and me and you. Little tomboy girl. I Irish. Look at you. Look like every girl that I played. I know, but we have to call her hey. Well, I, I, I want to talk right. about that. Now, listen, let's get to this. Wait, I just have to say one All thing right. on the opposite end of that. All right, go. I have met people who I judged because of their political um, feelings and choices mm-hmm. and opinions and then met them and loved them. And that, that happens a lot to me. Uh-huh. I went down to Arkansas mm-hmm. for the Gina Davis Film Festival. Right. She's amazing I and has her. this gender study institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't really me? seen her very much, right. but, you know, since 25 years since that movie. But she asked me to go and it was fantastic. Right. Well, Arkansas, heart of the South, right. lesbian, big mouth, liberal, right. New York. Right. It ended up People were like, oh, my God, you're the nicest person I never thought. I have to tell you that I, I don't I feel bad, but I don't know. I had a judgment of you and I saw who you actually are. You know, then the mayor of the town and the I, person who oh my Walmart God. is yeah. saying you should be interested in mm-hmm. how we think you're fa-. right. No, I, I'm just the same person that you saw there. Right. Fractured and faulted right. and human and cracked and trying to do the best she can like everyone else's do. Right. And it's a very, you know, SD kind of spiritual right, way right, to look right. at things. But if you don't, Judy, depression comes knocking. Oh, please. As Joni Mitchell lyric will tell you. Right. Everything yeah. comes and goes, marked by lovers and styles of right. clothes. This is the most- things that you held high and told yourself are true are lost or changing as the days come down to you. What is that? That's a Joni, Joni. Mitchell lyric. Oh, nice. yeah, you're too young. So I'm your not, fascination not, with Lauren. No, it's not fascination. I so mean, I your meet Lauren. Yes, right. Lauren is a cute little gay-looking Irish girl. She's thirty years old, but you have always felt you were a boy mm-hmm. since your uh, whole. Hi, Katie. 
since your whole life? Like you always felt transgender? <laughs> I never knew I was a girl until someone told me. And I do you remember when was, you were told? Uh, it was around six years old when I realized my penis wasn't going to grow in. Mm. And that was one of the most devastating moments of my life. Fascinating. Do you have older brothers? I do have older brothers. How many? Uh, they're half brothers. They were around for a little bit. and Raised with you? No. So when you were six, who made up your home family? Oh, it was my brothers on and off, I guess. But my, my mom, my dad, and I, pretty much. My dad is a minister. And where'd you grow up? Uh, Hawaii. Really? Where in Hawaii? Maui. Where in Maui? Kihei. Do you know that my aunt was full-blooded royal Hawaiian? And really? I was lived halfway up Haleakala and Kula for a while. God, you have a great accent. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kula, which is yeah, halfway yeah, up I know. there I know it's uh, in Maui yeah. when I was in my teens. But uh, that was an no amazing way. life. To grow up there. Did you get shit too? Yeah, Holly girl. Oh, fucking oh, hell. Holly girl. Hey, Holly girl. Want to go surf now? Pigeon, oh, right, is yeah. the craziest. Right, because you're white. Yes, right? and you are without a doubt the minority, and it was the first time I had ever experienced that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always felt like being a girl wasn't as easy, right, and right. being poor and not having clothes was right. shitty, and... But there, I actually felt what it was like to not be wanted because of the color of my skin. Right, right. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So did you tell anyone that you thought, yeah, me and Ben, (laughs) that you thought that that you were a boy? Were you verbally saying that? Or? When I was a kid, I would I would speak like, you know, when I'm a big boy, I'm going to... Mm. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, of course, Lauren, when you're a big boy, you're going to do that. So, you know, they would uh, back it up without realizing they were backing it up. Um and I just thought, yeah, well, that's what's going to happen. Because, I mean, not all trans men have this. I'm only speaking from my own experience. But for whatever reason, I've always had phantom feeling in my dick and balls. Right. Um, so Which she announced, he announced in class. She, girl, boy, yeah. little, whatever. In class when you were how old? No, in my class. Oh, said, oh my and, God. I'm like, you told people in school that? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I never told anybody. Right, right, right. I actually went to Escape Therapy and I at Christian And that's college. what I made. I made him do a piece on going to X Gay Therapy about what's her name? Cheryl. Cheryl. It was so funny. Yeah, Cheryl. Who's like, hey, you're not gay. I'm not gay. Yeah. We're not gay. It's your daily struggle. My ex wife, Kelly, had that as well. Really? Because from a religious family. Yes. She had to go to an an ex gay thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely have the lesbian's experience and the woman's experience, uh, the female's experience, but I. yeah, I mean, you don't. Do you have body dysmorphic discomfort with your breasts? Uh, yeah, definitely. You I'm, don't. I'm do you sh- not enjoy them sexually? You pretend they're not there. I have zero connection to my breasts and twat. Zero and twat. Yes. yes. And when he has his period, it's like you've never seen anyone more pissed off. Really? <laughs> because yeah, you're like because you don't like to. Oh, you don't like to have to be pay attention. No. I mean, it always takes me by surprise, but because I have that phantom feeling in my junk area, um, it, it's a, I have a series of oh yeah moments throughout the day that I've had for my entire life, which I'm just now learning about phantom limb syndrome and all this other stuff and mm. the synapses in your brain. Right. Um, so I don't know what it is that makes me male. I don't know what it is that makes you female. I know it's not my pee-pee. Right. You know. Now, you want to know what's interesting? Before we had this conversation, I saw a girl, and now I see a boy. Oh, that's cool. It's like the Bruce Jenner thing. Exactly right. That's really cool. Bruce Jenner, I think, changed the world. 
by that interview. I mean, you couldn't have. He was the strongest man in the world. Like he was the epitome of a man. And and you realize now watching him that he was tortured inside. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we are all spiritual beings have a, having a physical experience. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there are more? I'm sorry to interrupt. What? There are more intersex people um, written, you know, than Jews in the world. More intersex, which means the genitalia. Are yeah, yeah. What do you mean by written? Uh, like there are more cases. Record record. Yes. Thank you. Yes, right. there are more recorded cases of intersexed people than there are Jewish people. Yeah. Well, we, there's many, not a lot many, of us because you yeah. know well, many yeah. books Sorry about, about uh, you know gender uh, assignment surgery, and they're so painful yeah. that you know it's it's this is the body that you're going to have to deal with. Imagine being told you had a penis and it was removed oh, and know. feeling like you feel right. Absolutely. It, it's almost like a double whammy, right? right? A double right. whammy. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, damn, it would be worse. And then sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it would be better because yeah, I have some I sort of something to prove. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. unbelievable that a doctor would be so ignorant to just, I mean, our decide. parents are ignorant to assign our right. genders at birth, you know, but we're just learning about this stuff. So am I, I'm just learning. Yeah. We're it's gonna, fascinating. Yeah, it's totally fascinating. Yeah, it's weird. It is. Especially um, people like you and I who suffer from depression. Like, you know that that, okay, is <laughs> chemical. When, oh, it, when so, it hits you, right? But I looked at my medical records, and during my depression, you can't even imagine my levels of everything were like zero. Yeah. And then... A year later, normal. Yeah. Well, it's a car. If you don't keep fresh, clean oil in your car, the engine will seize and never work again. This has been the most zen hippie episode of Kill Me Now. Really? I love it. But wait. I love it, too. I know we have to stop, but can you promise you can give me my mantra and everything? Yes, we can do that right now. All right. It's really just what I just showed you, and then I'm going to have you pick your own. But, you know, you don't have to go to a TM place and pay $5,000 to learn how to do what it is every human's right to do. Right. This is part of the maintenance of the machine. Right. Mm. Okay? I mean, I know how to do it. I just need the mantra. You know what I mean? You also need to commit to doing it. Right. I will. It's just like, you know, I I was really busy helping everybody else with whatever their issues were and saving the world as I ate myself to 241 pounds and nearly died of a heart attack. Right. So it's very easy to, you know, look anywhere but at yourself because you're the cause of your reality. You're creating. Why? Sometimes you don't know and it's shameful and you get lost in the drama. But on the whole, here's the goal. Love yourself first and your kids second. God damn it, bro. <laughs> Amen. Goodbye, everybody. Amen. 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 Listen right now. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Goodbye. And everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. Hello.